I'm curious, do you have a really great BS detector? You're, maybe you're often skeptical of others. Are you really street smart? Would you say you're pretty self-assured? You often find yourself being the leader in the group. Maybe you even struggle to ask for help. Do you love a good challenge? Do you fight really hard for the causes you believe in? Do you have a great sense of humor? I bet you're a blast. You might have thought that these were all parts of your personality, but they might actually be coping mechanisms you've picked up over the course of your life, and they're having a huge impact on how you show up, especially on this motherhood journey. Are you curious to know more? You got to take my personality patterns quiz. Here's what's going on. When you were a child, whenever an experience overwhelmed your nervous system, you subconsciously built a defense against that overwhelm. Over time, those defenses became a habit and then they became a pattern. And now as an adult, what we think of as our personality is often this defense pattern running the show. It's so interesting, right? There are five different personality patterns and they're not personality types like the Enneagram or the Myers-Briggs but rather they describe the safety strategies that we immediately go to when we start to feel overwhelmed. They don't describe who we are so much as what's blocking who we are. The good news is that once you take my quiz and learn about your pattern, you can learn skills to break out of that pattern, and then you can live and parent your kids as your true and authentic self. Click on the quiz link in the show notes or go to michellegrosser.com forward slash quiz Now to take my two-minute personality pattern quiz. Welcome to the Calm Mom Podcast, the show for ambitious women ready to get off the hot mess express. I know you've got a lot going on. You work so hard. You're raising an incredible family, and sometimes it can be overwhelming. I'm your host, Michelle Grosser. I'm a certified master life coach, attorney, wife, and mom. And years ago, I was right where you are. I was running a busy law practice while raising a family, and I was on the fast track to burnout. I thought I just needed to be more organized or have better routines, but it was learning how to heal and regulate my nervous system that expanded my capacity to gracefully hold more of this big, beautiful life. You too are worthy of an extraordinary life in and beyond motherhood. Learning to be a calm, anchoring presence in your home and at work is going to be your superpower. If you're here to do the inner work that brings a sense of calm amidst the chaos, I'm here to join you on that journey. Each time you press play, your growth continues. So let's get at it. It's Michelle Grosser here. You're listening to the Calm Mom podcast. Thanks so much for being with us today. If you haven't left the show a five-star rating yet, would you do so today? It's the best way that we can get this show out before other moms just like you. It's also the best way that you can thank me if you've gotten anything out of this show, out of this free content. Um, So just take a second. You can even pause this episode. Just scroll down, hit the five-star rating. And if you're feeling so inclined, leaving a short review is just really, really helpful in getting the show out there in front of other moms. So thank you. Thank you. Also, you'll notice in the show notes today, there is a link to ask me a question. If you have listened to any episode and you're like, oh man, I'd really like to ask Michelle something about this. Or if you're just running into something in your daily routine that you'd love my coaching around or my feedback on or a question that you have, 
feel free to click that link. You just It takes you to this page where you can record a voice note. Um, and then when you hit submit, it sends it right to my email. And then what I've been doing is going through those and answering them. Um, and they're going to air on future episodes. So you could have your question answered on a future episode of the Calm Mom podcast. How cool is that? Okay, so today, today we're talking about habits, the power of habits. Habits become our patterns, right? Studies show that more than, I think it's like 95 to 98% of what we do every single day is unconscious. It's just our conditioning, our patterning, it's our go-to. Like, I don't have to put it in my planner to brush my teeth, right? Like, we all just have a habit of doing that. It's stacked into our morning routines. But before we jump into these four habits that we're going to go over today that I do that really help to reduce my anxiety and I think will move the needle for you guys too. Here's the thing. (laughs) There are stressors in our life that we just simply cannot eliminate altogether, that we cannot control, right? There's just stressors that are going to happen. Like life's going to keep on lifing, right? I say that all the time. Like there's just going to be things that are going to happen in our life that we're going to have to learn to deal with. And then on the flip side of that, there's also things that we likely probably oftentimes have more control over than we really notice or think or would care to admit. And those things, you guys, can have a huge impact on our mental state, our emotional state, our physical state, all of it, right? And you guys know how I coach by now. This is not like an overwhelming thing I'm going to put on you guys. This is not like a life overhaul today. This is just a collection of small, little micro habit that if you make the decision to intentionally include them every day, right, they'll add up over time. It's like that one, that 1% that James Clear talks about in Atomic Habits, right? Like if you can just get 1% better at doing these four things every day, like watch out, like watch what's going to happen when you look back in six months, right? It compounds. So if you know, for example, you're not getting enough sleep or you have a bad habit of like bringing your phone to bed and scrolling until midnight, what if every day you went to bed just like one minute earlier, right? Do that consistently and in what, a couple of months, you're now falling asleep an hour earlier and you didn't even really notice the shift because you're making all these daily micro shifts or the opposite, right? Maybe you want to wake up earlier and have like a morning routine or get up before your kids and get yourself centered Set an alarm, right? One minute earlier every single day in a month, all of a sudden you have 30 minutes to yourself before any little human needs something from you. It's a big deal, you guys, but we can do it in these small little increments. We don't have to like take on more than we can chew. Okay, so as it relates to anxiety, which is what we're going to talk about today, I figured I'd do this around anxiety because I got so much feedback, you guys, on the episode that I did um, episode 172 that was high 10 signs of high-functioning anxiety. I'll link it below for you guys if you haven't listened to that one yet. But this one landed. This one really resonated with you guys. It hit hard. And because I think most of us have probably been operating from this place of high-functioning anxiety probably for years, decades, and it's taking its toll right? It's exhausting. It's impacting our health. It's impacting our mood. It's impacting our relationships. It's probably why, you know, you love this podcast and you're listening right now because it resonates. So let's do something about it, shall we? So I'm going to give you four easy habits 
that you guys can start incorporating today. Like make an intention, set set yourself up for success. As you grow your awareness, start incorporating this stuff today because it's really going to help reduce the anxiety that you're experiencing. It's going to help get your body out of this stress response that you might be stuck in, um, which is ultimately what anxiety is, right? It's, it's misplaced energy and the healing process is a journey. <laughs> healing your nervous system so that it can feel safe enough, safe enough to regulate, safe, safe enough to, to um, come back to homeostasis, safe enough to not have to be in that chronic, chronic stress, that, that constant stress response is a journey. So I am not here to tell you guys that if you do these four little habits every day, like poof, your anxiety is magically going to be gone, right? It's just going to disappear. But I am here to tell you that if you are consistent in these, you will notice a difference, right? These are a great starting place if you want to add more intention around your healing. And this is like overall well-being stuff. Even if you don't tend to suffer from chronic anxiety, this is going to improve your quality of life. So let's go through them. Okay, number one is just slowing down, just slowing down. You are not going to heal your body, your nervous system, or your anxiety by trying harder, by adding you know 67 new things to your to-do list. If that is your urge, that's dysregulation. That's your dysregulation talking. We're so conditioned to push through anxiety, right? To go harder, to do more. But think about it, you guys. Like that's not how anything heals, right? If you break your leg, you don't like run a marathon in order to heal your broken bone. What does it need? It needs stillness. <laughs> it needs rest. It needs care and compassion. When we're feeling anxious, when we're feeling burned out, that is an invitation from our body to soften, not to go harder, but to soften. So the first habit is to just change that patterning, right? When you're feeling anxious and you have this urge to just like push it aside, ignore it. You don't have time for it. I'm going to push through. I'm going to go harder. I'm going to put like the pedal to the metal, like all of these things that we're just so conditioned to do because we're stuck in this stress response of like doing, doing, doing more and more and more busy, busy, busy. Notice it. Notice it. That's the first step, right? We cannot intervene in a world we cannot see. We've got to notice it so we can do something about it. And then that's where you create a new pattern. You notice it and then you actually have to take the action to choose differently. Otherwise, you're actually strengthening the neural connections and that old patterning of pushing harder and going more and staying busy and all of these things that have led you to burnout and anxiety to begin with. So now that you've heard this and you're going to grow in your awareness, well, I'm feeling really anxious today. I'm feeling really burnt out today. Whatever it is, you notice it and you're going to make a decision to act differently. You're going to make a decision to start forging a new neuro pathway, a new way of being. So what's that going to look like? Wow, I'm feeling anxious today. I'm going to rest. I'm going to cancel that whatever appointment that I have today or that lunch date I have today. I'm going to make cancel my appointment or I mean my meeting or like whatever's going on, right? Slow down, make some room, make some space, put some margin in that calendar, say no, draw some boundaries and allow yourself to really slow down. So that's number one. 
Number two, my second daily habit or this thing that I do that I've it's really made a big difference for me is to become really discerning about what I allow myself to consume. Really discerning about what I consume. And I'm not talking about food here. I'm not talking about drink here. I'm not talking about like coffee or alcohol. I'm talking about the things that I allow into my ears, into my eyes, into my energy. Like we are so overstimulated just to begin with, right? Like there's so much coming at us as moms. And really often I think we're just not doing a great job as a whole of noticing how what we're consuming is affecting our nervous system, is affecting our anxiety. So just notice, right? After you scroll your social media for 20 minutes, like is your anxiety better or worse? <laughs> After you, you know, have lunch with an old friend who just like comes and dumps on you or complains for half an hour, is your anxiety better or worse, right? After you watch the news, is your anxiety better or worse? Anything you do, right? The music that you listen to, the books that you read, the things that are coming to you through your phone or through the airwaves or whatever, like just start noticing. The people that you're allowing into your circle, just start noticing. Is this making my anxiety better, right? Is it bringing a sense of peace and a sense of calm and a sense of presence? Or is what I'm allowing into my space actually causing me to be overstimulated, fearful, anxious, stuck in comparison, like all these things that don't make us feel better, that don't allow us to really get to a place where we're healing and resting. So just start noticing. I know for me, I've talked about this before on the show, um, but it's like such a stark difference that I've seen kind of in this in this space is that I used to be a political podcast junkie, you guys, <laughs> obsessed. Like the minute I got in the car, it was my conditioning was so strong that I would just like go straight to my podcast app, put on a political podcast. And anytime if I was driving to the grocery store, if I was driving to work, if I was driving to you know school pickup, I was listening to political podcasts. Was I informed? Yes. Could I carry intelligent conversation about politics? Yes. Did I know what was going on in that world? Yes. At what expense? Uh, my peace, my sanity, my energy, my attitude, my mood, all of these things. And I listened to these podcasts for, I don't know, a good like years, right? Without really paying attention to how they made me feel. And then when I started getting deeper into this work and more in tune with my nervous system and understanding how it functions and what it needs and how it's influenced by the things that I'm consuming, I just started paying attention. And I'm like, man, I'd leave the house in the morning, like such great energy in a good mood, like and like energized and like ready to go, positive, like just like feeling good. And I'd get in my car and I'd put on a political podcast and I'd drive, what, half an hour, 45 minutes to the office. And by the time I got there, like I was so edgy and irritable and my anxiety was heightened. And it's just because of what I had been allowing in my ears, right? It does something, all of this fear-based stuff, all of this like, I don't know, like antagonizing these things that we hear that are just anxiety provoking, anxiety inducing, like just notice. And I stopped, right? I deleted all that stuff from my phone. I'm like, you know what? I would rather... <laughs> feel like I am ignorant about 
the whole realm of politics or I don't know as much, but also feel like I have a new sense, newfound sense of peace, feel like there is space, right, in my body and in my mind to fill it with things that I think are much better for me, for my nervous system, for my holistic health, for my family, for my motherhood, for all of the things, right, for my marriage, all of it. So that's a decision you can make, but you can only do that once you start noticing. So just start noticing, right? Maybe it's not anxiety, but like what are you consuming and allowing into your space that's having an impact on you, having an impact on you mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and physically. Notice, and then you can make adjustments. So that's number two, be discerning about what you're consuming. Hear me out for a second. Are you the strong, silent type? Do you ever feel tired and and maybe you struggle to take action? Or I bet you have all of these great thoughts and these ideas and opinions, but maybe you have a hard time expressing yourself. Are you really down to earth? You hold everything all together. Maybe people have even told you that they admire how strong you are. But on the inside, life and and motherhood actually feel pretty hard. You might have thought that all of these things are just parts of your personality, but they're actually coping mechanisms that you've picked up over the course of your life, and they're having a huge impact on how you show up, especially in motherhood. Are you curious to know more? You got to take my personality patterns quiz. Here's what's going on. When you were a child, whenever an experience overwhelmed your nervous system, you subconsciously built a defense against that overwhelm. Over time, those defenses became habits and then they became patterns. And now that we're adults, what we think of as our personality is often this defense pattern running the show. It's so interesting, right? There are five different personality patterns and they're not personality types like the Enneagram, but rather they describe are safety strategies that we immediately go to when we start to feel overwhelmed. They don't actually describe who we are, but what is blocking who we actually are. The good news is that once you take the quiz, learn about your pattern, you can learn skills to break out of that pattern, and then you can live and parent as your true and authentic self. Click on the quiz link in the show notes or go to michellegrosser.com slash quiz now to take my two Minute personality pattern quiz. Number three, move your body. Move your body. This is like the chef's kiss of anxiety. Movement is a key way we discharge stored energy, right? And essentially at its core, that's what anxiety is. It's simply misplaced energy in our body. So moving our body is a great way, is a powerful tool that 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 can help move some of that anxious energy through you and allow you to release it. Now, you want to move your body in a way that feels supportive, and this is important. Sometimes when we're in that really charged, sympathetic energy, right, we're feeling like really high, strong, activated, stressed, anxious. Guys, sometimes when we're feeling that way, a super high-intensity workout can actually signal to our system that we are under a threat, that we are under stress, and it'll actually cause our body to increase the stress hormones that are being produced and released. So check in with yourself. I'm feeling anxious today. What does my body need? Your body knows what it needs. We just need to get in tune with our body, right? And check in and be like, what do I need today? Do I need, you know, to move? And some days it might be a HIIT workout or a really intense run with sprints or lifting really heavy weights. And some days your body might just feel like it needs some stillness. 
And it might look more like something low impact or swimming or yoga or just like laying on the floor and stretching. Or maybe you feel like you really need to be in nature and you go outside, right? And just get a walk in the sunshine. Listen to your body. Tune in and see what it is that your body seems to be signaling that it needs and that it's desiring to help kind of process this anxiety. And from a nervous system perspective, you guys, if you commit to at least 10 minutes of movement a day, you're going to notice a difference in the state of your nervous system. And let's be real, we can all squeeze 10 minutes a day in. Like we can all start with that as a baseline. I'm not asking you to like wake up at this obscene hour and drive, I don't know, to the gym and do like a two hour class. But like right now, how can you squeeze in at least 10 minutes of movement every day? Like, can you go on a walk over your lunch break? Can you, you know, sit on the floor and stretch while your kids are playing? You know, three times a day, can you just put on your favorite playlist and like dance to one song, right? You do that three times a day, you're going to hit your 10 minutes. Do it while you're making breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Like it's so easy to habit stack this kind of stuff in. Can you, I don't know, jump in the pool or like play with your kids in the backyard when they're running around instead of just sitting there on your phone and watching them, right? Maybe you could do like, I don't know, squats in the shower or like jumping jacks while you wait for the toaster in the morning or whatever. Like there are so many ways that we can get that movement in. And for those of you who are already like in a daily practice of exercise and moving your body, I don't need to convince you, but you already know how much of an impact that has for the state of your nervous system, right? You already know. That's why you do it every single day. You know the power that it has to really release a lot of that stuff and you feel so much better afterward, right? You have more energy. You kind of, your your body, your nervous system has come to a place of homeostasis. All of those happy and feel-good chemicals are released, right? But for those of you who are more skeptical about how movement will help your anxiety, try it out. Like, what do you got to lose, right? Try it out. Just commit. I'm going to move for 10 minutes a day for the next, I don't know, week, the next two weeks, the next three weeks. And I'm really going to notice how I feel before and then how I feel after and just start. It's not going to take long before you start to build momentum, right? You start to forge again that new neuropathway. I'm feeling anxious. I'm going to move, right? Dance, shake, get that energy moving. Don't overcomplicate this, you guys. It doesn't have to be this perfect thing. It doesn't have to be this whole routine. It doesn't have to be like, don't overcomplicate it. Just get moving 10 minutes a day and you are going to see you're going to reap the benefit. And then number four. Number four, the fourth thing that I do on the daily to really help reduce anxiety is that I have learned to practice good emotional hygiene. What does that mean? Emotional hygiene means that we have practices and we have tools to help us in the healthy expression and release of our emotions, right? Emotions are energetically charged, you guys, especially those big ones, right? anger, rage, frustration, like there is such an energetic charge to those emotions. Think of what that energy just does in your body, right? It can change the color of your face. It can change the way your heart races. It can change the way you're breathing. It can change like the, even your temperature, right? There's so much energy around these emotions. So just think about it. If these things are coming up for you and you're being triggered through the day and you're getting frustrated and you're getting annoyed and like all of the things that motherhood and being a wife and running a family and running a business and running a house and all these things bring up in the day-to-day, so much 
energy and those emotions. If you're holding all of that in, you guys, and you don't have tools or practices to release that energy, like no wonder it's impacting your nervous system, right? You're like spending every minute of every day holding in this like energetic balloon, right? Imagine this like big beach ball that you're trying to hold underwater. That's a lot of energy just to hold that down. That's freaking taxing on your system. It's exhausting. So that's so, so, so what's the habit around that, right? The habit is becoming aware of your emotions as they arise, noticing, right? When, notice when you're getting triggered, notice when you're starting to sense anger. How does that show up in your body? Frustration, disappointment, right? Does your jaw clench? I know mine does. Does your neck and your shoulders, shoulders tense up? I know mine does. You start to get a pit in your stomach or like feel heaviness in your chest or have like gut issues and stomach pain like I know my mind does and then notice your pattern of suppression most of us experience all of these things on the daily and we are so stinking good at like shoving it right back where it came from right we start to feel the frustration the anger all of these things and we're like ain't nobody got time for that I don't know what to do with that and your conditioning is just to push that emotion right back where it came from because we're just not we're just not in the practice of knowing how to allow it to release safely and in a healthy way especially anger especially anger you guys so instead we want to it starts with a mindset right create this compassionate safe place that our body feels like it's able to actually express and release those emotions right and you got to be your own cheerleader in some of this right like have that that self talk that it's like hey it's okay to be angry right now. That's totally fine. Feeling angry in response to what is going on right now is a totally normal, expected emotion. I'm not going to hold this in anymore, right? It's okay to be sad. It's okay to be frustrated. You're doing great. Let's let this out. It's so much better for our body if we allow this to release, right? And you'll notice that as you kind of talk to yourself in that way, you stomp your feet, you know, put on like a ragey song and just like rage dance in the way that your body wants to move. I don't know, punch a punching bag, go sit in your car and scream. I do that sometimes. Um, you know, stand up against a wall and just like push, lean against the wall and just like push the wall as hard as you can. Cry, do some release writing and just like write as fast as you can and let it all come out. Just create space, time, practices where you can have these moments to let this stuff out, right? Maybe if you're feeling really anxious, at the end of the day, you're like, hey, I'm going to take 30 minutes. I'm going to go sit outside or I'm going to go sit in my car or I'm going to go sit in my room or wherever I can be alone for a little bit once the kids are in bed or however it is, right? And I'm going to let some of this out. And at first, if this is new to you, it's going to be super cringy and it's going to be hard to kind of get that stuff up and then know what to do with it. But that let that be okay. Let that be okay. And as you consistently create these practices to let these emotions up and out, holy moly, that creates space in your body, right? Holy moly. Because here's the thing, when we hold all of that emotional energy in, you guys would be shocked at how quickly that shrinks your window of tolerance. So fast. You hold all these these emotions in, all that energy in, And that window of tolerance is so narrow that one tiny little trigger, one look, one little comment, right? One little thought or text, bam, you are dysregulated. You feel awful. You blow up. You're in an anxiety spiral, like whatever it is, right? 
So the more that we have tools and practices to release these this energy, this emotional energy, the stuff that we're feeling, the more space we have in our energetic in our energetic body and our nervous system, the wider our window of tolerance and the more we can handle, the more life we can handle, the more stressors, triggers, things we can handle without becoming dysregulated, right? Without it sending us into our sympathetic state where we're feeling really anxious. So this is a powerful one. All right. So to recap, you're going to slow down, notice the urge to push through, right? To keep going, to add more stuff and come against it. Slow down. You're going to get discerning about what you're letting in, right? Start taking an inventory of what you're consuming and how you're feeling before and after. And then you're going to get into a habit of moving your body every day. Again, don't overcomplicate this. Just get moving. And then number four, you're going to get angry. I say angry because I think that's the number one emotion that we don't know what to do with, especially as women. Just all of the stuff we have around anger that we've been conditioned and that's been put on us by society and all these different things. Um, When we talk about emotional hygiene, yes, there's so many other emotions, right, that we tend to hold back, grief, disappointment, pain, all these different things. But really at its core, so often it's just anger and rage and frustration that we don't know what to do with. So you're going to start practicing a better emotional hygiene. You're going to notice when these emotions come up, notice your patterning and your tendency to want to shove it back down. And remind yourself that it's actually better for your body, for your nervous system, for your mental, emotional, and physical, spiritual being, all of it, for you to create healthy ways to release all of that energy, right? All of that emotional energy in your body. All right. That's what I got for you guys today. I'm believing that um, it's going to help somebody. I love you all so much. Have a great day. I will talk to you soon. Take care. If you love mommy's polygraph, leave a review. If you enjoyed this episode, it would be so awesome if you could take a moment to subscribe and rate the podcast. And if you have just a few more seconds to leave a quick review, they really help to get this podcast out to other moms like you. I read every last review and trust me, when it's late at night or early in the morning before my kids get up and I'm working on bringing you all of this content, Your reviews are what keep me going. Leaving a review is truly the best way you can thank me. And of course, DM me on Instagram. I love to hear from you. Thanks for listening to another episode. Head over to the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at michellegrosser.com where you'll find free resources and more ways to connect with me. If you love the show, share it with a friend. Thanks again for tuning in. We'll see you next time.